Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, that is what you wanted. Am I right? Is that what you were looking for? Is that what you were hoping for? Is that what you wanted to see when you sat down in front of the television to watch jazz basketball? That was a beating. And the Jazz can say whatever they want about 3-1, and that was that year, and this is this year. But as Donovan said, and you'll hear it later this morning, uh, later in this hour, uh, it is kind of fresh in our mind. And they got up 3-1 and led by 17 points in Game 5 in the bubble against Denver and lost the series. So at 3-1, man, they came out. They did not want any part of what happened last year. They want to go back to Memphis. They didn't want the flight. They didn't want the extra game, the flight back, all that stuff. They wanted to put Memphis away, and that was... The best the offense can look. The ball was moving. Guys were running. They found the open guy. Nobody passed up shots. Guys hit shots. 47 points in a quarter. They missed a three late. I think it was Clarkson. But they could have had a 50-point quarter. I mean, a 50. They had 30 points midway through the quarter. I was thinking about a 60-point quarter. thinking, there's no way they can sustain this. And sure enough, they cooled off. But took control right of the way. Jumped on them early, as the cliche goes. And... A 20-point lead at the end of the first quarter. 47 points in the opening quarter. 75 at halftime. With Donovan Mitchell trash-talking Dylan Books viciously. Get the bleep out. (laughs) I thought Dylan Brooks played great defense on Donovan on that possession with 45 seconds left in the half. And Donovan tries to get around him to the right, tries to back up, then goes back at him, then shoots a step-back fadeaway three and hits it. With Dylan Brooks jumping at him, I thought Dylan Brooks did everything possible. I thought Donovan was on the verge of getting an offensive foul. His left hand was clearly trying to grab Dylan's leg and just kind of pull himself past. And it didn't work, so he didn't get called because there's no advantage gained. And then he hits that shot. And then Brooks like kind of shoves him in the back going down court. And Donovan just starts trash-talking him. Get the bleep out. And looking away and then looking back. And, man, there was venom in his eyes. Get the bleep out. And the fans are on their feet soaking up every second of it. It was... Uh, if you buy a ticket for playoff basketball, that is what you want, right? You want a villain, you got your good guys, you got your bad guys, and your good guys dominate early, build a massive lead. Uh, it was 24 at halftime. It was 30 points at the end of the third quarter. What a beating. Now, fourth quarter, the Jazz lost their edge, and Memphis made a run, but it didn't matter because the lead was just so enormous. So after losing the first game without Donovan and then winning the next four, and boy, does that underline the point, preparation matters. You know, they prepared thinking Donovan was going to play. Practice the day before, shoot around the morning of, then he gets waved off, and, you know, it's 4.30 and everybody's scrambling. And preparation matters. Gobert gets in foul trouble. They tried to do it to Gobert again. They went at him early. Harpering was on that, and I thought he was spot on. I thought that was a good call by Matt. They were go- trying to get him in foul trouble, and he didn't bite. He uh, challenged a bunch of shots, but when there was a little too much trouble, don't go overboard, you know, discretion. Let Sometimes you got to let him go, and they get the bucket, and he did, and uh, it all worked out. Everything came together. Five different guys hitting three-pointers early on in that first quarter. 
and then Donovan going off at the end of the half. The only downside to all of this is that Mike Conley's hamstrings bothered him again. He only played 12 minutes in the game. And literally, I don't think anything else went wrong. I thought Rudy, even though for a while they were just running by him, he didn't mind. He stayed connected and all that stuff, all the words they liked. And then he ended up piling up a massive double-double of his own. And Royce O'Neal shot it. Donovan shot it. Uh, Joe didn't. I guess that's one, you know, but had a bunch of good assists, and Clarkson had it going. So, heck of a performance, and I'll go back to what I said earlier. Memphis is a good team, and the Jazz are better, and they're going to win this series. I did think they were going to drop a game in Memphis. Now, there was more urgency in Memphis than I expected after the Jazz dropped that game one, uh, which I didn't think they were going to drop, but, you know, I thought Donovan was going to play. So, there's a little more urgency there, and Dylan Brooks as a villain really got under their skin. It wasn't just, hey, he's the playoff villain, the fans are into it, but players are Kind of like, yeah, this stuff happens all the time. Somehow he crossed a line, and they really don't like him. (laughs) They just really do not like him at all. And that probably gave him a little more fuel. So now they're done, and they're waiting for the Mavericks-Clippers winner. The series where home court is a major disadvantage. The Mavs won on the road. That's five straight road wins in that series. The Mavs won in L.A. Uh, crazy game, back and forth. Uh, I, would, I was watching the Jazz game, and we were getting right. I was working at TV last night, so we were focused on that. So I was kind of dropping in on the, the Mavs Clippers, and the Clippers were in control, and then the Mavs were back in the game, and then the Mavs were up. And then I had a chance to watch with the Jazz game over and all the post-game edit and everything, and the Clippers hit two big shots to stretch the five-point lead to ten. And they're up 101-91, and sure enough, the Clippers come right back, and they had their chances. They had a chance to take the lead. They had another possession with a chance to tie. Um, Batum in traffic. I'm, I find it hard to believe that's the shot the Clippers wanted, but that was the one they got nonetheless. And then uh, Kawhi with a contested corner three, and they don't go. And so the Mavericks are up 3-2 going home. And, of course, Luka Doncic, I don't know what was going on with the shooting pain and uh, the the tingling the arm, all that stuff, pinched nerve, whatever, but he looked great. 42 points, 14 assists. He looked outstanding. So they'll play Friday night, and if the Mavericks win, they'll come to Utah for Game 1 Sunday. And if the Clippers win, then it's back to L.A. for Game 7 Sunday, and the Jazz won't start until Tuesday. So that's what we're looking at there. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from the Grizzlies and get their thoughts on this series and on the Jazz, and we will do that next. We'll hear from Ja Morant and Dylan Brooks next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz have won the series four games to one. A big old blowout victory in Game 5. Now, where do the Grizzlies go from here? Good team. Made it to the playoffs. Got a bunch of guys who are 25 and younger. The arrow is up. They need to add some veterans, which, you know, four years ago was the spot the Jazz were in. They need to add some three-point shooting, which two years ago was the spot the Jazz were in. They need to do those things, but there is definitely hope in Memphis. The rebuild looks like it's off to a good start, and now they got to add some more pieces. Well, the guy it's all built around, John Morant. Here he is at the podium after the Jazz eliminate the Grizzlies. John, I know this wasn't the result. Um, We've heard a lot of the players say that 
all of y'all's message is that you guys will be back. Um, walking off that court for the season that you guys had, what's going through your mind? And are you already figuring out and planning in your head already about what you need to work on? Um, a lot of, you know, mixed emotions. You know, obviously, uh, none of us like, you know, losing. Uh, and we definitely, you know, didn't uh, want our season to, you know, end the way it did. Uh, but, I mean, we have, a you know, a lot to be proud of. You know, our fight, uh, we had a, you know, unbelievable season. Um, you know, we achieved, you know, uh, one, of, one of our goals. Um, we all, you know, just stayed positive. You know, we all had the same message, like you said. Um, I mean, we know what we got to do. Uh, everybody's, you know, hungry for more. Uh, we know this all season is, you know, very important. Um, so, you know, we're going to find a way to, you know, lock in, you know, put the work in and also, you know, get together and, you know, uh, plan, you know, work out together. Evan Barnes. Yeah, you mentioned one of the goals of the season was getting to the playoffs and you guys – got to taste it and now that it's it's over what is that going to do for you guys more for the bubble last year made you guys want to work what is this postseason going to do for you guys you think just giving you more of that taste of kind of what to expect now for the future um it's really you know the same thing as last year you know we was right there uh, so we kind of you know knew what it take uh to you know get to the playoffs so coming into this year you know we was hungry worked and you know we achieved that goal so now it's more uh, go to the next step. Uh, just got to, you know, uh, work even harder, you know, continue to grow together and, uh, you know, get it done. Uh, we have a, you know, very special group. Uh, so, you know, we all positive. Future is bright. Drew Hill. John, when people are looking for positives going into next season and what would you identify as the biggest reasons uh, for, I guess, Grizzlies fans to be optimistic about the future of this team? Um, I feel like, you know, throughout the series, you know, our fight, you know, to never give up no matter what's going on is, uh, you know, one of the biggest positives, you know, we had uh, in this playoffs. Um, obviously, everybody, you know, know the talent we have. You know, we had a lot of guys, you know, step up uh, throughout the season, you know, when their name was called. So, um, how deep our roster is, you know, is a plus for us because, you know, we have multiple guys who can do a lot of things on the floor. Uh, so I, I think, you know, we just got to, like I said, continue to grow together. Kristen Peake. Hey, Ja, um, I saw you and your dad, T, kind of share a moment in the pregame. And um, you got a nice warm welcome here. Um, from the Utah fans, how much more comfortable did you feel about, you know, seeing your dad sitting courtside and not having to worry about anybody bothering? And what was your reaction to the fans um, kind of giving you some love tonight? Um, you know, me and my family, you know, appreciate, you know, uh, the Utah fans tonight and, you know, the organization, uh, players, coaches, uh, owners for, you know, taking care of, you know, us on this uh, trip here. Um, obviously, I know uh, I had a couple family members, you know, who never sat, but sat courtside. So, you know, they got to experience it, you know, uh, today. Um, obviously, you know, everybody, you know, know knew what went on. Um, but like, you know, we've been saying before, it, it, it's not everybody. So um, for them, you know, to show the love uh, they did, you know, uh, on this trip, 
uh, you know, sits in a special place, you know, in me and my family's heart. So uh, we appreciate it. Josh Robbins. Josh, I know you're just 20 minutes removed from the final buzzer, but what are some of the areas individually that you're going to seek to improve on in the months ahead? Everything. Clayton Collier. Josh, it's one thing to have young talent, but it's another thing to have that culture on improvement and just people being so passionate about wanting to improve, just how much more energizing is that for this team about where you guys can go when you have that kind of shared mentality? Um, it's, you know, it's big time, you know, it just shows, you know, uh, everybody here is, you know, bought in and, you know, want to be better. Um, I feel like, you know, we all, you know, have that, you know, never satisfied mentality. You know, we all want to work. We all want to be better and, for, you know, it to be everybody uh, is a big plus. You know, we just got to continue to, you know, do what we've been doing, um, lock in, you know, this offseason, um, and, you know, just be prepared, you know, for uh, next season. Time for one more. Christos? Hey, John, from your perspective, what are the aspects that you are most proud of about your about your team, about the effort of, of, for the whole season? And how important is to build on that season that you made as a team? Can you repeat that, please? Yeah. What are the aspects of your team that you are most proud of? Speaking about the effort, about the, com the camaraderie, everything. And how important is to build on that season as a team? Um, you know, I'm just proud of our fight. You know, we, we played, you know, the team uh, with the best record, you know, in the league. Uh, team who, who sat at the number one spot, you know, in the West. And, you know, no matter what was going on, you know, we continue to fight, continue to play hard. You know, we st stayed together. Um, and, you know, that led us to, you know, be in a position to, you know, uh, have an opportunity to, you know, win games. Um, I feel like, you know, that's a big positive. Obviously, you know, We're still working on, you know, trying to play, you know, a full 48 minutes. But, you know, um, I think we all are starting to find, you know, identity and letting, you know, our defense, you know, fuel our offense. Um, and also just, you know, everybody being bought in and everybody staying positive, you know, no matter what happens. Um, shows, you know, how quick, you know, we can turn the page and, you know, not let, you know, one thing carry over to another. There is John ja Morant. Now here is the villain, public enemy number one, the guy who actually thought did some good things for Memphis and is part of their bright future. Uh, but no Jazz fan wants to hear that. He's public enemy number one. Here's Dylan Brooks. Dylan, um, I know this wasn't the result that you guys wanted. Um, Coach Jenkins said that his message was just so how proud of he is of you guys. Um, just walking off that court, you know, what has this season meant to you and just to go through it with this group of guys? Uh, it means the world. Um, you know, we fought through all kinds of stuff and you know this year um with you know protocol with guys coming out of covid uh injuries all year um we stood together and found a way to you know complete our goal and is that to you know make the playoffs and uh you know play hard and play together you know during that time and um you know we'll be back you know uh, i think the the taste of the playoffs is on everybody's you know mind and Um, you know, this offseason is going to be a special offseason for every single one of, you know, our my teammates. Drew Hell. 
Dylan, you kind of already answered the question. Uh, obviously, getting a taste of this makes you more hungry, I'm guessing. But how? What did what did you learn about playoff basketball? Um, and you know, having been a part of it now for for five games, what did you learn about the playoffs versus the regular season? Um, adjustments. You know, you're going against the same team potentially seven times, and um, you know, um, just adjustments. It's um, so much detail, especially with this team. You know, you can't make mistakes. Um, somehow you got to play, you know, a perfect game and. Um, do every single thing that you got to do in the scout, even on your own. Um, understanding the player that you're about to guard, and you know that's what I think. You know I'm going to take, and I hope my teammates take the same approach uh, with all this because you know it's an amazing feeling to be in this position uh, in the playoffs because you know you're at the highest level, and we got to go against the best team in the NBA. So. Um, uh, we just got to be hungry and just, um, you know, use this as motivation to, you know, work on your game, you know, because the playoffs are going to show you, you know, what you need to work on um, because, you know, you're playing, like I said, you're playing the same team, you know, potentially seven times to get the home man, they get to, you know, find your weaknesses, um, see see what you're made of. And, you know, guys, you know, got to rewatch this and know exactly, you know, what they need to work on this season. I mean, this offseason. Kevin Barnes. Dylan, maybe a lot of outsiders didn't expect you guys to, to be in this position, but if you if you could, just what was it like to kind of go through the season with the, the tough second half, not having Jaron and Justice for, for a while, but just to be able to either overcome some of the expectations or just kind of, you know, even just get to this point, have to, like, fight to just get to the playoffs? Yeah, you know, that's what we're built. That's how we're built. Um... You know, we hit adversity and we hit it hard. Um, and, you know, other guys had to step up. And that's growth in itself. And, you know, we fight ahead on and, you know, we find a way every single, every single night to battle. Um, you know, I don't see a lot of teams, you know, playing as hard as us. And, you know, that's contagious throughout our team. And, you know, we hold a standard to where if you come on the floor, you know, you got to play just as hard. And, you know, um, we'll be back. Sean Coleman. Dylan, first off, congratulations to you and the team on a great season this year. Um, and, you know, you had mentioned at the first of the year when you were asked, is the goal of this team to make the playoffs? Your exact words were, hell yeah. And, and y'all it, it obviously met that goal. But can you just talk about how playing with each other and, you know, this the enjoyment that y'all have of playing with each other allows for everybody on this team to, you know, see what's expected of them and the team itself, how everybody has developed for a positive. And obviously, you know, it's been such a special season for everybody. Yeah, everybody got better throughout the year. Um, growth and then honestly understanding, you know, what, what you need to work on uh, for next year. Uh, I feel like we got a lot of pros on our team who approach the game at a different level and, you know, that's what the offseason is for. Um, and, you know, we play an unselfish basketball where we get everyone involved. And, you know, that makes everyone want to play and want to play hard and play for each other. Um, you know, it's it's clear cut. We, you know, we compete, we play together. And, you know, we love each other on that court. And, you know, we would, we would do anything, you know, for each other, you know, 
on that court. <clears throat> we have time for one more. Terry Davis. Hey, what's up, BB? Good. Hey, man, you guys had a successful season, had some great building blocks. What can you take from this season to have an even more successful season for next year? Um, you know, our defense got tested. Um, you know, we got to keep guys in front. Um, you know, our rotation is going to be better. Um, and, you know, um, when the going gets tough, you got to find a way to, you know, make shots. Um, that's, the, that's the main thing. Um, you know, we got to see what we, how we, you know, match up against, the, you know, the number one seed. And, you know, we gave them, you know, every single fight, you know, that we could. Um, you know, our defense got tested. Um, you know, we should, we, we could have played with the pass a little better um, during this series. Uh, and then, you know, guys just got to watch the film and, uh, you know, make their weaknesses, their strengths. Um, so when we come back, you know, we're going to be that unstoppable team. There is Dylan Brooks, public enemy number one. When we come back, the best of the Jazz post game show. You heard from Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Quinn Snyder. That's all coming up next. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to hear from the Utah Jazz after they knocked the Grizzlies out with a dominating performance. Very good right from the start of the game, and they carried it through three quarters and a 30-point lead. Very impressive. Here is the best of the postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz are moving on. They dispatch of the Grizzlies in five games. They win last night 126-110 to in dominating fashion. They were led by Donovan Mitchell at 30 points, 10 assists, and 6 rebounds. Only the third Jazz player in playoff history to have 30 points and 10 assists, joining, of course, John Stockton and Darren Williams as well. Rudy Gobert was dominant. 23 points, 15 rebounds, and 3 block shots for Rudy. Bogdanovich had 17. Royce O'Neal had 17. Clarkson had 24 coming in off the bench. Let's get some post-game sound. Let's start things out with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Hey, Coach. Um, you know, last year you guys um, – well, first I want to ask um, how's Mike doing, but in, in secondary, you know, last year you guys were up 3-1, um, lost that 3-1 lead. You know, so what's the feeling for you guys to be able to close out in five and, and really do it in, in, in such a decisive manner as you did tonight? Well, I think it shows that last year's last year and this year's this year. Um Game three is game three. Game five is game five. You know, the thing about this time of year is that it's as important to be able to forget as it is to be able to remember. And, you know, I, I think our guys have been, been focused on, you know, again, controlling what we can control to, to the extent that, um, you know, there's experience gained. Um, I think that's relevant. But you know, every, every game is different. Not just, not just every season, every year. Um, 
but um you know i'm i'm i really like that we were able to to lock in 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 game two after after losing game one um we had some guys that played through fatigue and you know, guys that came up big uh, you never know who it's going to be on a given night you know i i thought you know Derek favors his stat line might not show it um but the competitiveness is the thing that we've been talking about um, the way that Royce competed we have a lot of guys that really competed and and stayed focused on you know what the what the job was we needed to do Matthew calls AP what did you do offensively in the first quarter to to get to 47 points besides just make shots what went right for you, for your team on offense well we we really moved the ball you know and i think you know when we do that you know the the first thing that has to happen is we have to space you know we you can't be standing next to each other to to move the ball the way we want um you know that willingness to pass um and to shoot you know i, I think the key is that those decisions are really quick decisions and you know obviously you know we're capable of of having stretches like that where we make shots but it happens when the ball moves um it slowed down a little in the second quarter you can feel it and that's just going to be a continual point of emphasis for us it has been the whole season and for guys to shoot the ball with confidence when they're open no matter what you know no matter where it is in the shot clock you know if we've got good looks we want to take them and if we don't we want to move the ball again until we find something Eric Walden Salt Lake Tribune when how important was it to kind of get out to the fast start that you guys had to kind of you know obviously when the shots started going down early and you guys were able to kind of put the pedal down you know and get out to a huge lead whereas you know in previous games it's kind of been a little more of a back and forth kind of affair Yeah, well, you know, Memphis is a really really good team and they don't make it easy on you. They're they're big, um they're obviously well coached. Um, they're excellent in the half court and you know, the the key for us to be able to to try to generate some of those looks is to get stops. So, um that that's the first order of business is us defending and defensive rebounding and if we can do that um you know you you get out and there's no question you see the ball and go in the basket and it it does give you a lift i think you know for us that you know something we've talked about all year is you know is maintaining our focus and our execution defensively when the ball's not going in uh and that that's the case at times too but it certainly feels better when it goes in Ben Anderson kslsports.com Quinn what did you see from your guards after Mike went down Well, you know, I I thought we were very conscious of you know fatigue in certain guys. Um tried to adjust rotations a little bit and use timeouts to to do the best we could keeping guys fresh. Um you know, I thought the ability to throw the ball ahead and and have other guys, you know, not have to bring the ball up the court or you know, be able to make plays, but I also thought, you know, Donovan made really good decisions. you know Joe really steadied us i know you know his shot didn't go down but you know without him you know those stretches become 
become difficult. Um, you know, additionally, I thought JC really picked his spots, um, obviously made some buckets, but also got in the lane and, and broke the defense down. And that, you know, that was what we were trying to do is, is to continue to attack, you know, and, and not get knocked back and, and let the game slow down regardless of who was in the game. We have time for one last question. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, what can you tell us about what happened with Mike Conley? You know, you'll get evaluated um, after the game and, and over the course of the next 24 hours. And we'll be able to tell you more then. There's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Let's now move on to the players. Let's start off with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, how important was it for you after last year being down 3-1 to get off to such a great start and score 47 points in the first quarter? Um, I think, you know, I think setting the tone was huge. Um, I think we did that as a unit on both ends of the floor Um, and understanding that you can't give a team like that life. You know, you saw it at the end of the game, you give them some glimmer of hope and then they come out there and start making shots. So we just wanted to try and take, take that from them early. You know, I think we did a good job of that and, you know, having last year be so fresh, you know, I I hate to keep harping on it, but like, you know, it is what it is, you know, having it so fresh, uh, I think definitely helped. And we're going to have to continue to, to have the same level of effort and intensity uh, every game uh, throughout these playoffs. And, you know, tonight was good, but we did what we were supposed to do and we got to go out there and take care of business next round. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, you guys get off to that great start, as you mentioned on both ends. Mike goes out early in the second quarter. Kind of what was the focus? How did things shift at that point to kind of making sure that even with him out, you're able to kind of keep things going and, and keep that momentum going? Um, I think the biggest thing is <clears throat> just continuing to stay locked in mentally. I think we're all on, on the same page, on the same on the same wave. And I think that was that was what really helps. You know, when you obviously have Mike, a guy who's creating and getting the paint go down, you know, it can it can kind of rattle you, you know. But we were able to stay locked in, and you know, everybody stepped up and did what we were supposed to do, and uh, that's what championship teams do, and that's what our, our goal is to win a championship. And we got to be able to um, stay ready, regardless of who's out there, regardless of what happens, and in the moment. Tony Jones, the athletic. Donovan, was it was it important for you guys to to, to lock in and, and, and finish this um, without an extra game or two in, in order to to try to get some significant rest and 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 try to heal up and, and just and just try to prepare for the next series? Yeah, um, for sure. I think, you know, just to travel, going back to Memphis, playing that game, coming back home, like that's a three-hour flight there, playing the game three-hour flight back, like that's a lot on your body. You know, so if you can eliminate those factors um, when you're getting ready for the next round, I think it's huge. Um, and I think that was really our mindset. We just want to go out there and, and compete and we want to take a three-hour flight back, uh, you know. And although their crowd was dope, I got to give their shout-out to their crowd because the crowd in the DJ was was on point. You know, he knew what he was doing, but – you know, definitely wanted to finish out here in front of the home crowd. <clears throat> uh, Nayo Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Um, hey, Donovan. So when you guys clinched the number one seed, I asked Jordan Clarkson, what song describes his current mood right now? So now going into the second round playoffs, I want to know what describes your current mood right now? <laughs> oh, man. Um... I don't know. I mean, it's a tough question. 
I naturally go to like a, a Hove song. Um, <clears throat> probably like Threat by Hove. I just, that's just been a song I play pretty much every day. Um, by Jay-Z, I don't know if everybody knows who Hove is. Um, <laughs> Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if everybody knows, but um, probably Threat, you know, I think it's just symbolic, I guess, in a way. Um, it's just we're going out there, continue to do what we do. Um, so yeah, the kids don't listen to it. <laughs> we can find a way to bleep it out. <laughs> uh, ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, you won your first ever playoff series and then you lost four straight. It's been a few years. Do you have a different appreciation for it now that it, you know, they don't come easily? Yeah, it's it's funny. Like I, I told, I just said that right before I came out here, and people were like, "No way!" Like people don't really even know that. Like you know what I mean? And then for me, this one was huge because it was just like, man, like I haven't done this since my rookie year, you know. And I feel like for me personally, and you know, it's just something that I've wanted to accomplish. But it's not the end goal, but it's definitely something you appreciate along the way. And we did, like I said, we did what we were supposed to do. But at the end of the day, you got to appreciate where you're at too, uh, because you can get lost in the shuffle of everything. So understanding you do it in front of the home crowd um, is big time, but the job's not done and we got to continue to go out there and fight. But for me personally, I think it, it's, it's a, it's a moment that I'll enjoy uh, for the night and then get ready to play uh, whoever it is next round. Nick Friedel, ESPN. <clears throat> Donovan, to follow up on that and what you touched on at the beginning, do you feel like you guys exercise some demons tonight because of the way that series against Denver ended last season. Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at the way we competed, you know, throughout every quarter, um, I'll go back to the Denver series. We did that for the first two and a half quarters. Um, Jokic came out on fire uh, to start the game. We weathered that storm. We were doing our thing, went up 15. Jamal wasn't really scoring. And then we kind of let up. You know, and we got to a point a little bit today where we kind of let up and then we re-locked back in. But, you know, that was pretty much the mindset every quarter, you know, taking it step by step and, you know, understanding that even though it's a 30 point lead, we still have habits. You know, we still have things we need to focus on and get better at and understanding that, like I said, having that be so fresh in our brain, you know, um, and having that hurt still there, I think definitely helped with tonight. But um, it just shows the poise that we have as a team, as a unit. Uh, We came out with the right mindset and we got to continue to do that. Christo Salta, Sport DNA out of Greece. Hello, Donovan. Congratulations on your advance to West Semis. What are the improvements that you made as a team from game two to game four to game five? And what are the takeaways from that series from your perspective? Um, I think we did, you know, we made some good adjustments on, on Ja. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, he's averaged like 26 the series, but like he's tough. You know, Dylan Brooks is tough. And I think that making it tougher on them, um, just being able to shift, staying locked in, staying on the boards, getting rebounds, uh, picking them apart on offense, I think was huge. Um, game one, they kind of they kind of were out there just, you know, moving freely, you know, kind of doing what they do. And I think we locked back in and understood there was going to be adjustments. I understand it's a seven-game series and we got to go out there and play them again and again. And I think the adjustments that we made were, uh, were, were important and impactful. Um, and I think that's... That's the biggest thing is making it tougher on those guys uh, to see the reads and, and to uh, and to score. Uh, Corey Harrison out of bounds. <clears throat> hey, Donovan, how you doing, man? How you doing? Great. So it's such an interesting season for your team. What is the energy surrounding the going into the next round? 
um, well, this game is over. You know, the series is over, and we didn't come this far to just win one series and kind of be like, oh, we didn't lose 3-1, like, you know, we're 4-1 like we did last year. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we come out here and it's just one series, you know, and we got to go out there and do it again um, and again and again. So for us, it's understand that, like I said, savor the moment, enjoy it, you know, because it's been three years. But also at the same time, uh, we have a job to do. Uh, so it's going out there, watching film, getting locked in uh, mentally, mentally and physically ready and getting rested and getting ready to go. All right, we have time for one more. Uh, is Sarah Todd Deseret News? Donna, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. Are you uh, are you under the weather? <laughs> yeah, I had um, these allergies are kicking my butt, man. I I was up every hour on the hour last night. Um, probably the worst sleep I've had in my life, but um, such is life. It happens. Uh, but I'll be fine. Donovan Mitchell, 30 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. Monster game for Donovan. 11 of 16 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. Let's move on and now hear from Rudy Gobert. Rudy, uh, can you just start off by speaking to what it means to you guys to kind of um, get this series out of the way, you know, kind of prove some of the doubters wrong, move on to the second round, which you guys uh, are doing for the first time in three years? Uh, I mean, first of all, I think the Memphis is a really tough team. You know, they they gave us a fight every single night. You know, we, you know, they they have a lot of talent, and uh, you know, I think it was, you know, a, a great first round for us. You know, every game was a, was a battle, and uh, and we definitely got better by facing this team. So, you know, just wanna you know give them a little shout out. But yeah, you know, uh, I mean, the daughters. <laughs> Uh, we, we, there's always going to be doubters, but we we know where we want to be as a team, and uh, you know we know the work that we've put in, and you know we know that we we only going to keep getting better. You know? So as long as we keep doing that, you know uh, people are going to always have opinions, uh, but uh, the core is the core, and uh, we play the right way as a team. You know we're going to be in a position to be successful every night. Maxime Lagorge, uh, the free agent. Hi, Rudy. Um, through this series, you play more and more with Donovan. So can you explain us how, how your connection with Donovan increased and uh, the lead you, you, you take your two in the, in the play? I mean, Donovan has is, is been... Uh... You know, he's got better every single year since he's got here. And, uh, you know, obviously having him back, uh, you know, was key and was huge for us because of the way he's been playing. And, uh, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun to play with Donovan. It's fun to play with Mike. You know, having guys that, you know, work so hard and, and, and want to win is, is how you build a, a championship, you know, uh, identity. And, you know, I think he has that. You know, and uh, you know, as we saw tonight, you know, uh, he's getting better. He's getting better every single year. So it's uh, it's fun to be a part of, and uh, you know, I'm exciting. I'm excited of you know what's gonna ha- what's gonna happen next. Matthew Coles, AP. You talked about improving every game over the series. Specifically, what did you do well in the first quarter to grab that big lead? Uh, we attacked the rim, we shared the ball, and we played defense. You know, when we 
when we're able to move the ball, uh, we get in the paint and we move the ball like we did. I, I don't think there's uh, one defensive scheme that can, you know, uh, really stop us. Uh, we've seen them all. You know, team's going to black, team, team's going to blitz, team, team's going to have the big back. And no matter what the, you know, they, they throw at us, we, over the last few years, we were able to, you know, to learn uh, sometimes the hard way, but to learn how to, you know, get better from these situations. And, you know, it starts with our guards, you know, Donovan, Mike, uh, Joe, Jordan, you know, all those guys that, you know, are, are willing to, uh, you know, uh, make the pass to the open guy. And, and then, you know, it's, it starts the chain. And, and uh, you know, we end up with wide open threes or dunks or, you know, or we get to the line a lot because we attack and we put pressure on defense. So it's, you know, uh, it's way the way we want to play. And I think tonight we really did that from the beginning and it was really hard for them to, to guard. And and on top of that, you know, we we are defense, we we still a defensive minded team. And we know that when we put our mind into the, the physicality, the communication and, you know, the rebound and, you know, all the little things that, that make sure that we, we secure, you know, we, we get stops. Uh, the offense it just becomes easy. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, through three quarters, your guys' defense was very good. What was the thing that made the biggest difference defensively tonight? Uh, I mean, I think we all came out uh, as a team collectively with a, a lot of toughness, you know, a lot of focus, and the communication was there from the from the first second of the game, you know. And I feel like we did a great job running back, you know, not giving them any transition and uh, and not giving them much offensive rebounds and. Uh, you know, once again, I think, you know, when we able to have teams uh, play against on defense in half court situation, uh, the whole game uh, is, you know, it's in the position for us when we feel like we, we have a big advantage. Last question, Christo Saltas, Fort DNA out of Greece. Hello, Rudy. You want with frustrated wins after, after game one. Is it sign of growth? What it means that for you? And... How how big boost you get from that? I didn't hear the beginning the first question. Sorry. Uh, you won that series with four straight wins after losing game one. Is it sign of growth? What it means that for you, and also how big boost you get from that uh, from that win? I mean, for for us, it just means that we we keep getting better. You know, obviously, when we play game one, we we hadn't played. For, for a week so it was uh, it's not an excuse but you know it was a lot of uh, things that I think were on, on our minds I think we were overthinking a little too much and uh, you know as the series went on uh, I just feel like we raised all over uh, game after game and you know uh, it's been our mindset since the beginning of the season and uh, you know it's all about getting better we know that you know playoff series is, is not about one game it's not about one play we know that one game is very important, can make the difference, but, uh, you know, it's about keep getting better uh, day after day and game after game and quarter after quarter during the game. And, you know, when we keep doing that as a team and, you know, we feel like we're in a position to, to win 
you know, uh, in the playoff series against anyone. There's Rudy, 23, 15, and 3. 23 points, 15 boards, and 3 block shots. He's the first Jazz player to have 20, 15, and 3 since Car- in the playoffs since Carl Malone did it back in 1994. So an extraordinary performance from Rudy. Big story in last night's game. Mike Conley left the game in the second quarter after just uh, 12 minutes of play uh, with uh, hamstring soreness. He was made available after the game. This is what he had to say. Hey, Mike, can you just kind of tell us what happened when you went off the floor and kind of, you know, what happened after that back in the locker room? Um, just uh, end of the quarter, just first quarter felt the, you know, little tug or whatever in my, uh, in my hammy and came to the bench and made the uh, staff aware, uh, told them I'd try to, just run on and play through it to see how it feels and just kept getting sore and sore as the, you know, the more I was running on it. So they decided to pull me and um, we just did treatment, you know, in the back, you know, different things to try to uh, see if it loosened up or, um, you know, have a little bit of discomfort kind of go away. Um, but seeing how the game was going and, um, knowing that, you know, we might have a couple of days now before our next uh, series just uh, to, to pull the plug on tonight and, uh, you know, see about, you know, how things will go tomorrow. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, obviously, just kind of as a follow-up to that, has there been any kind of, you know, prognosis made? I mean, the, the team's not have the status, you know, sore right hamstring. Is there any sense at this moment? you know, kind of what a timeline is, or is it really just kind of a, a wait and see thing in this moment? Um, yeah, there's no definitive diagnosis right now. I think that we'll wait um, tomorrow and, you know, uh, reassess and see where we're at and um, and go for there, go from there. Obviously it's the playoffs. So um, my mindset is, you know, I'm, I'm going to be ready to play. So that's kind of, you know, um, visual I've put in front of myself that, that I'm going to be ready. So, um, but at the same time, you know, we're going to just see what, what happens in uh, the next few days and be smart about uh, how we approach it um, going into this next series. Alex Behar, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, uh, you know, with the hamstring, obviously you've missed um, a couple stretches here in this season. Um, just how how concerned are you about it right now? Um, frustrated, you know, frustrated for sure. You know, it's something that I've worked tires tirelessly, tirelessly. I guess that's word. Um, you know, kind of night and day on, um, and you know, put a lot of effort into it. You know, showing up early, staying late strengthening, running, conditioning, everything. And um, it's just one of those things you can't really, you don't know when it's, you know, when it'll happen or why it happens. It just does. And, and for me, it's, you know, it's never been like a true hamstring pull where it just knocks you out. It's just like, you know, a small tweak. um, That's just enough to cause discomfort and, you know, worrisome folks. So, um, that's the frustrating part. Nick Friedel, ESPN. Like a couple quick ones. First, just for clarification, are you going to get an MRI tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we'll get one in the morning. 
And as far as getting past this series, being up 3-1, given the cloud that hung over you guys after that Denver series, you feel like it it boosts the psyche of the group given the way you closed everything down tonight? Well, yeah, I think, you know, we obviously knew and and felt, you know, kind of like the, the underlying pressure of being up 3-1 again. And, um, but at the same time, we also know that this team is different. You know, this team has grown a lot since then. Um, we learned a lot from that, you know, and, and those growing pains are necessary to, to you know, to if you want to win a championship, you're going to have to go through that kind of, you know, those years where you have – situations like that and hopefully that was our you know our lesson learned and we came out tonight you know really locked in you could tell from the first you know possession how we were going to come out and play and and um and it was beautiful beautiful to be a part of a, a win like that especially given the circumstances all right we have time for one more and it will come from ryan miller ksl.com Hey, Mike, could you just kind of compare this hamstring versus the other two times that kind of made you miss time? Uh, it feels less than the last last one, and that previous one felt less than the one before that. So, um, I, you know, I feel like I'll be I'll be fine eventually, and hopefully that'd be you know game one of second round. Um, but I can't say for sure sure right now. Obviously, we'll we'll reassess tomorrow, but my mindset is, is set on playing and, um, and being ready to go. So I'm going to do whatever I can to do that. Mike said he irritated the hamstring in uh, quarter two, played on a little bit, got a little more sore, and given the, the score and circumstance, uh, the Jazz decided to uh, pull him and uh, get him into treatment for the rest of the game, get him some rest. Is Of course, if they're going to beat the Mavericks or the Clippers in the second round, likely they're going to need Mike Conley. Speaking of uh, the Mavs and Clippers, they play game number six in Dallas coming up tomorrow night so if the if the Mavericks win the Jazz will open up the second round with the Mavericks on Sunday here at Vivint Arena if the game go or if the series goes seven the Jazz will likely open up their second round series on Tuesday right here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone there's the best of the post game show when we come back what is trending all the headlines stay with us